Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. I'll tell you what, Wink Wink is out in the Jacksonville uh, gig. Yeah, that's going to be that's interesting. That's filled up. So does he come? How about also to Tennessee, Tennessee? They filled that. Yeah, does he come back to the division and haunt the Giants? Philadelphia Eagles? I shall come to the Eagles. And Dan Quinn doesn't seem like he's going to get a job. He's interviewed again, and like jobs are closing if, up if now. If it's not Seattle, Seattle's not closed, and that's that's the and one Brian that Cal- going. Brian Callahan, who was the uh, offense coordinator with the Bengals, he really got Joe Burrow going. I wonder how that hurts Joe Burrow. He is now going to Tennessee, and you wonder if they're doing that to see if he can do Ooh. it with Levis. Ooh, but you know what they're going to do? First move. What do you think the first move going to do? They got a bunch of money. T. Higgins. Damn straight. Oh, we, we lost A.J. Brown? T. Higgins. And if you're the Giants, he out. He gone. Mm-hmm. Which means if you're the Giants, you might have to look into the draft. Or you might have to go Mike Evans. Old dude. 31 <sighs> years old, but he's had 1,300 yards every year. I, oh, I know. He, he's productive. Yeah, he's productive. But maybe you go through the draft. In, in 10 minutes, we'll get to the, the uh, mock draft from uh, Mel Kuyper and tell you what he says, what he sees so far. Um, as the top picks, including the Giants at six, the Jets at ten, and see if you all agree. It, it all depends on the couple calls. It to all get depends to on if the Bears stay put. Well, yeah, and he's predicting uh, they do. <gasps> that means yes, the Jets should give up a first for Justin Fields as a backup. Hey, he's the future, baby. Eric in Manhattan, what's happening, Eric? Hey, guys. Uh, Alan, I had a quick question. A mm-hmm. um, couple of my friends and I were talking uh, last night, and we're trying to figure out what moves the Knicks could make yep. that would deepen the bench. Yep. And the name that got brought up was DeMar DeRozan. Okay. Do you think he would be willing to take a bench role to come to a situation where he might actually have an opportunity to Hell. make a deep playoff run? No. Hell no. no. I didn't think so. Yeah, no. He, he's thirty-four. A, a bench he's, role. Well, he's thirty-four years old, and he's averaging twenty and twenty a game, and it, like he no. And, and again, here's the problem. And, and people don't know this about DeRozan, Eric. Is mm. he, you know, like OG Ananobi came here, he's taking less shots. Okay, if DeRozan comes here, he ain't getting shots. It's him. It's it's right. it's Brunson. It's Randall. That's why you now need... OG's going to get less shots. That's why no, no, DeRozan's got to come in here and understand. Like all he does is score. There's no other skill set that DeRozan yeah. brings to the table. He doesn't rebound. He's not a great passer. He doesn't defend. That's why you need so Bruce. you need him to score. Right, well, that's what I said. You're bringing in another ball dominant guy. Thank you. So he doesn't fit here. Bruce Bowens. He. Ju- it, I don't think Bruce it fits actually at fits this point. Better. Bruce Bowens actually fits better. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. I, I, that's the problem, Bart. It's so many people. I've talked to a lot of fans who are just all about we need more scoring. Score, and I look at them and I go. It's not scoring that's the problem. Like the bench scoring is the problem. You got two guys that are great scores. You need scoring off the bench. You add another guy that needs shots. You're going to start having guys who aren't happy. You don't want that. Manny in New Jersey, Manny. Manny. Hey, buddy. Uh, sorry about that. Hey, buddy. So I heard you say about the uh, that there's not like a superstar that the NBA is going to move forward to. Right. And I just disagree. I think uh, who Jokic is clearly the best uh, NBA right. player. Is he I selling the league? To go see Jokic. Is he selling I'm the sorry? league? 
Is he? Uh, you're you're. He didn't, he didn't want to go to parade. You're a diehard basketball fan, Manny. I'm guessing. Love you, all right, there you go. I'm not selling to you, Manny. You're already in. I got you in. I don't need. I, need, I, I, don't, I don't need you. You come to the corner no every day and you buy my product. I don't worry about you, Manny. You're hooked. I got to get other people hooked. So it's not really. That's, I, I want basketball fans to understand this. I'm a basketball fan too, just like you, Manny. They're not selling to me. I'm already in. It's the other people that draw you in. It's the other people that talk about your sport and bring it to other neighborhoods that aren't consuming the sport right now. Okay, so that's you make what it I'm seem, saying. Though, like if the guy needs to be super athletic, like if he needs to like yes. be a Zion Williamson yes. or something like that, breathtaking. Yeah, I disagree. I don't, I don't think he. I don't think that player needs to be that way. Yes, you I do. I think they need to be. You do. Skillful. Like yo, I mean, do we wish that Jokic would promote the game a little bit more? Sure, that would be great, but. He's clearly the best player, and I think if even casual fans saw him because of his size, his stature, how he doesn't look like everybody else, yeah. I think they would gravitate towards him. All right, no, well, he, he, again, he, he would I have to continue to win disagree. like three or four titles or something like that, become a dynasty or something like that, like a time. Even then, even then, Tim Duncan won five championships. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's was true. he was he on cereal boxes? Nope. Was he on? Was he was Good Morning America talking about his his nope. you know his marriage? Nope. Right. And I know you say, well, why does that matter? It matters because yeah. it's recognition of your brand and the sport. Yeah. It's it's sometimes it's negative coverage, sometimes it's positive. But what it did for LeBron, what it talking, did for Michael tra- Jordan, you're talking transcendent. Yeah, it just it does. And that, com- that comes with, that comes with personality because people either love you or hate you. It comes with a flair. Yes. It comes with it, showmanship. But what does it come with? Attention. Yeah, showmanship. Why is Brittany Mahomes seen everywhere? And she's with Taylor Swift. Why is Taylor Swift? Why does it matter? Why is Travis Kelsey suddenly famous? It's not because Travis Kelsey is like a marginal football player. Mm-hmm. He a, was a really good football player. And then he wanted to reach out to Taylor Swift, and everybody made a big deal about it. Then it happened. And that's become mega for the NFL. And NFL diehard fans hate it. Why? Because I don't want to see this. I just want to see football. Well, that's great. Yeah, we're selling entertainment. But already, we're not selling the sport. We sell I got you hooked already. I don't need to worry about you. You're coming back. But I need to figure out how I can get into a neighborhood that doesn't have my product. Yeah. And they're going to want it. How do I get them to want it? Swifties Nation. There you go. <clears throat> and so in the NBA, it is about what is breathtaking, what is compelling. <laughs> and if I've got a guy that has – he's oh, well, he's skilled – but most people yeah. aren't watching going, wow, that's yeah. great footwork. No, yeah. they're not. Yeah, they want to see like, oh, Personality. Who, who we dating? How many Twitter followers that's, he got? Oh, I'm he's active you. on social media? Oh, he's so funny. He's so cute. He right. dressed so well. There you go. Personality, expressive, thing funny, is, breathtaking. Taylor Swift was the only thing. Oh, Charisma. Like, football Football was the only person that got the one person that was out there. Because no, no, no athlete got Rihanna. No athlete got Beyonce. Right. There's nobody else out there. Like, I mean, who's somebody, it would be, no, be somebody, like, somebody, somebody got to go get Doja Cat. It would be like, it would be like, how about this? Somebody got to go get Doja Who going to get Doja Cat? If Harry Styles started dating somebody from the WNBA. Yeah. You Brit- would have a whole new audience you Brit- never thought. Brittany Griner. You know what I'm saying? You know, oh, well, he had turned her out. You know what I mean? Turned her back. I mean, that's like the, something like that is the same type of thing. You get somebody that is... Popular in a different world completely, but I mean insanely popular. I mean that's why that's why like Reggie Bush was important because it brought Kim Kim K and all the, her friends and stuff. They were concerned with like who he was dating. It opened and all the portal. Stuff. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Open I mean, the I mean, look at Tristan Thompson. Like people like yeah, that brought that brought them and their relationship to TMZ, which brought it to people in E, and which brings different people inside of those locker rooms to start covering sports because they're covering the story. Giselle Bunchin, Giselle Bunchin. Well, Giselle, right there, you go. 
right? Now, all of a sudden, anybody that was interested in her world suddenly became interested in Tom Brady yeah. and became interested in the NFL. And that's, like, like I said, you just keep going back to the NBA and what Michael Jordan was able to do to a point where everybody wanted a piece of the guy. Everybody. He globalized the sport. LeBron James. Everybody wants a piece of this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's just that's what it is. And you don't have to be a basketball fan. You can all of a sudden become one because of him. And that's, I think, the league going forward. You thought it might be Ja or Zion. Could be Anthony Edwards as well. They have all those things you're looking for. He just in the wrong market. Yeah, yeah. There's some of that Pete, too. If, 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 if Edwards was in New York, there's some of that too. L.A. Rich in Brooklyn. What's up, Rich? What's up, guys? Um, I just want to throw this out there and kind of see what you guys think. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was wondering if, if you guys think the change in the rules and the pace of the game kind of has an impact, just because it's like players. It's harder for a singular player to dominate and really win games by themselves. Obviously, along all of the history of NBA, teams have needed good players and good teammates and a good overall team, but it's harder for an individual player to dominate and really win games. Rich, I got to disagree. I got to disagree. Do you see the scoring in the NBA? If anything, it's easier these days to – well, like here – the perfect example is to consider the amount of – we just talked about a guy who had 70 points last night. Another guy had 62 points last night. That's individual performance, right? And what you're seeing is that I think it's the other way. I think scoring's become too easy to a point where it's, there's blowouts every night, so games aren't nearly as compelling. So that's, I think, a big problem here that, that will change once we get to the playoffs. Then the games will get real. But i got to tell you, I'm looking right now at the, the leading scorers in the NBA – and there's still four guys averaging over 30 a game, and Kevin Durant is at 29.6. So you have almost five players averaging over 30 a game. Like, that's a I lot agree, of offense out of that, one person. But doesn't that make it harder to, to win games, even if just by scoring points? Because I feel like, obviously, there was great defenders, and I agree, but as a whole, I just think the shooting and the scoring is part of the problem because it's so high. All the players can shoot and score, but the difference is, I agree with you, what you're saying is the defense, and I feel like individually <laughs> players have gotten away from defense and just the scoring, everybody can score and shoot. So I think what separates guys is the defense, how big they are. You know, I feel like LaMelo, Tyrese, a lot of these guys are very similar, and I feel like <laughs> it's because everybody can score and everybody can shoot. And I, I don't know, the way the game has went away from traditional big men, guys that can't shoot and can block, slower possessions. Because guys would still average 30, but the rest of their team had less points. So, per, I guess like per possession or whatever, they're scoring way more points now versus what they uh, did. Yeah, I, 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 Rich, I, I, I'm trying to follow it. I, I'm having a hard time following you on that one. I, I, I think there's a lot more offense. I think there's a – you're right about pace. But I don't think offense is the issue in today's NBA. I, I think it's – there's some bad teams. And then there's some just uh, – there's some incredible offense. But as far as individuals go – individual performance is still spectacular. The problem is maybe what you're saying is there's too much of it. And now you're not so – so uh, like 70 points now. It takes 70 for us to peak. A guy has 50 and we're like, oh, he had 50. Yeah. Like we don't go like, oh, my God, he had 50. 70 now. We're like, whoa, he had 70. 62, but he lost. So anyways. All right, let's get to uh, on the NFL side of things, Bart, because Mel Kuyper's uh, mock draft came out. And so I think it's time for us to just uh, – You want to do that now? Yeah, let's do that you now. Think 15, you think 15 minutes is enough? It's enough for now. Okay. And, and then we can get back – remember, we have Garrett Wilson at two. Oh, damn, I forgot. Yeah. 
So we can always come back to things after we talk to Garrett, but we've got audio files and everything else. So let's just go through it because it's the first one. So it's really early, right? Yes. This like 1.0. We got like four points, right? We, um, I don't know. He, it's usually he, 3. he makes 0. a lot of them. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so number one pick, no surprise. This is Mel Kuyper's again, his, um, his first round predictions. And his mock draft has the Bears keeping the pick. And taking Caleb Williams from USC. And he's basically said, are the Bears really going to pass up the chance to take the top quarterback in back-to-back draft classes? Which is exactly what you said, right? You're really going to be the team that passed on CJ Stratton yeah. and this? Right. So they expect that. And then this year they have to decide whether to keep Justin Fields or trade down again. And he said that he thinks that they're going to keep the pick. And he explains why. Um, the Commanders also go quarterback. And they go to LSU and take Jaden Daniels. Instead of Drake May. Yes. Ooh. That's a big one there. We, th- we thought that was the Patriot. Yeah, and he he just – Black coach, black quarterback. I see color. And he's – well, he just feels really good about him and just says that – It's a little dude. So the Patriots take Drake May, right, it's out of North Carolina. So that's who their next next uh, quarterback would be. And did you hear all the stories out of New England, by the way, about um, Mac Jones? Uh-uh. Prima Donna. He's a prima donna. Like, like apparently, like, yeah, he became oh. uh, a pain in the ass to deal with. Yeah. I wonder so where some he's of the whispers go. out of there. When are they going to release his ass? Probably. Right? So four Arizona Cardinals. Marvin, Marvin Harrison. Marvin oh, Harrison. let me see if I can guess. Yeah, right, that's why I, so I was trying to do that with you. Oh. Uh, Marvin Harrison from Ohio State and Kyler Murray gets himself a weapon. Yeah. Okay. Because they're going to let probably – well, they got to sign Hollywood Brown because they, Marquee, gave him a, yeah, they, gave, they gave him he's a free agent. They gave him a first round draft pick for him though. So like, if you don't sign him, then what you, do you, you care? Gave him a, if you don't think he's a fit, but you gave him a first round draft pick. For I, him. I get it. And in Marvin Harris, you're gonna need two good receivers, not yeah. one. But man, but don't, I don't know if you want to pay him that type of money when the there's other so guy many guys have. out there. Don't they have? An, they have no Chris and Kurt left. No, they have, there's another guy. I thought they had another. Anyways, uh, Chargers pick fifth. Where do you think they go there? Well, because Corey Lindsey's going to be gone, they're probably going to go offensive lineman or they're going to go Malik Neighbors. No. They oh, take, tight end, Brooke Bowers? There you go, Brock yeah. Bowers from they, Georgia, yeah, they, the yeah. tight end, and it's another target, another another uh, weapon. Man, they need offensive lineman, though, man. Mm, maybe. Uh, Giants got, at six. Ooh. This is Giants the, at six, this Malik, is, Malik Neighbors. Malik Neighbors from they, LSU. That way, that way they can spend all their draft, their money, on offensive linemen and hope that you can develop him elite neighbors. Yeah. That's a good pick. I like that. He, he said he could see the Giants going offensive line again because they've used uh, top 10 picks on offensive linemen in 2020. Andrew Thomas, that worked out. 2022, Evan Neal so far has not. He could see them going for Joe Alt from Notre Dame or Olu Fashanu of no, Penn State. Lead, lead the Jets players alone, man. Well, lead the Jets players alone, son. But he said, I keep coming back to getting Jones, Daniel Jones, more help. Yeah, as he has never played with a true number one wide receiver, and neighbors could be that. He's coming off an eighty nine catch, fifteen hundred yard yeah. season, Yo, catching he- passes from Jaden Daniels. He's got the rare combination of speed and route running ability. Led FBS with seventeen catches of thirty yards or thirty plus yards. So seventeen catches went for more than thirty yards. Impressive. The Giants had just 15 total 30-plus yard receptions last season, five of which were from Jalen Hyatt, their third-round pick, remember, yeah. last year. So uh, Malik Neighbors, you like that? That yeah. would also kind of suggest that. That means da- it- Daniel Jones is kind of their guy still. 
for at least a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, for a year. A little more time with with with, uh, with Daniel Jones. Uh, the te- the Titans picked seventh. Now I just told oh, you they what they did. Yeah, they definitely taken a lineman. Joe Alt from Notre Dame would be that pick. Yeah. yeah, they always pick the big dude. They love getting their offensive linemen. Um, again, Brian Callahan has come in as the head coach. He's the Bengals' offensive coordinator. He replaces Mike Vrabel. Oh, that's tough, though. Will man. Levis is going to be a guy who's going to get the shot at starting quarterback. He comes off a decent rookie season. He was a second-round pick. But they have a lot of holes on that roster. Yeah. They lost the offensive lineman, I think, this year to injury. And uh, remember, it was uh, last year, Skaronsky was taking 11th. They played him at guard. So if you have him, Ooh, back and, to back lineman, and then you go 10. for another lineman, yeah. Ooh. Well, top eleven. Um, so that's what they're looking at. But all that he believes is just going to be a dominant offensive lineman in the league. He thinks he's plug and play, ready to go. All right, at eight, it's the Atlanta Falcons. Mm. Falcons need a quarterback. So Jaden Daniels, he's gone already. I told you. Oh that. damn, yeah. uh, Jaden Daniels goes number two. Well, Penix messed up his stuff, so. They probably go defensive end. Any defensive end help. They need pass rush help. They haven't had pass rush help since John Abraham. Okay, that's you're on the right track. Dallas Turner from Alabama. They uh, he's an outside linebacker, so I imagine he's probably an edge guy, right? Yeah, that's nasty. I don't know if I like that. Do you know him? No, I'm saying I don't know. No, I'm saying I don't know him. Okay. Well, he's also wondering if this, which is something you said. I wonder if it might be. He said that, that 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 they could also do something to go to quarterback here, which is maybe trade for Justin Fields, right? Or look into the free agent market for Kirk Cousins, or see if Russell Wilson shakes free. So those are all options. And then he adds, "That'd be sweet for Russell." Wilson. If the Falcons Great hire Jim Harbaugh, Jeep. they could uh, draft JJ McCarthy. McCarthy. Not at that high. Not no, that no, no. High. They probably okay. dra- yeah, second probably round down. Okay. Yeah, get some. Uh, Get some capital. You can get J.J. McCarthy in the second round. Yeah. So, anyways. So, Penix is still out there. I'm surprised there's nobody saying Penix. Hasn't mentioned Penix yet. No. Um, the Bears are at nine. The Bears need uh, – Now, if they're – again, they're going with a rookie they, quarterback they in, might, in his mind. Yeah, they might They might want cornerback help because, um, you know, they got this quarter, corner, uh, Jayton something that's uh, – he, he actually was a uh, pro bowler, but I don't know if he's there. Okay. Uh, well, they're not going defense. I'm not going defense. He he. he so, that's, so, that's, so that's offensive. Uh, re, that's receivers. Predict, pre- uh, let's see the Coleman kid from Florida State. No. Roma Dunze from uh, Washington. Washington. Okay. And uh, he he did say they'll probably look at some of the edge rushers and and see if they can find yeah. another starter on the other side of Montez Sweat. But he did say that their defense played really well. Yeah, but he feels like this is a player that. It grow with your quarterback. Yeah, and he could be he, the he, one B to DJ Moore, and, and he's played in he's played in these elements before, playing in Washington, the same type of weather, mm-hmm. Chicago. So again, and and you know, if you got Caleb Williams throwing the ball, you want to get yourself some dynamic, you know, matchups there. All right, the Jets come up at ten, Bart. Uh, you mean to tell me Penn State is still there, baby? Go ahead and ring them down. Yeah, Olu Fashanu, the tackle from down. Penn State, would be there at ten. See, that works then. out perfectly for the Jets. Yeah, left tackle. Uh, Even he, though they say he had a down year from the year he had before, yeah, some people it depends on what he he's built too much like the Brickshaw Ferguson. He said all this bigger six six three nineteen, and Mel Kiper said Fashano is has all the physical traits and footwork of an elite lineman. He could have been a first rounder in last year's draft if he entered. That was his best year. He allowed one sack in twenty one career starts for the Nittany Lions. 
still hasn't come close to reaching his ceiling. Clearly an area of need for the Jets. Biggest void that they have on offense as well. And if they can get him, remember we said, this. there's two tackles that are plug-and-play ready to go according to all the, uh, the draft experts. And then after that, you've got some guys that are good but development types. If the Jets can get one of the two and Alt being the other one, I mean, that just works out perfectly for them. So right now, what he's seeing and hearing is that could work out for the Jets at 10. So, I mean, I mean, really no reason to continue after this because there's no New York teams involved here. But if you want to wonder what next quarterback goes, just because you keep asking about Bo it. Nix. Bo Nix? No. 16 Seahawks. Oh, they're getting rid of Geno already? Not getting rid of. What you mean? They J- tried doing the first. Geno got one more year. J.J. McCarthy. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Over Bo Nix? He said, I don't have a first-round grade on McCarthy right now, but a lot can change before April 25th. Over Penix? He said he has first-round arm talent. No, he don't. And he has the ability to beat defenses with his legs. No, he don't. Type of quarterbacks teams will take a shot out in the middle of the first round, especially when you consider he just turned 21 a few days ago. Rarely turns the ball over. He reminds me of Marcus Mariota. Really? Yeah, then he said, for Seattle, the contract that Geno Smith signed last March made it clear the team could get out after one season. He had a decent season, but is he a long-term answer? Could see the Seahawks severing ties and starting fresh for whoever the new coach ends up being. Yeah, we're going to give me J.J. McCarthy. Hmm. Um, let's see if we have another first-round quarterback in this mock, and I'm not seeing one yet. I'm still not seeing one. As we're rolling through later in the first, uh, no. Nope. No quarterbacks. Damn. Other than those three. That's and good. He has so, maybe, McCart- so maybe the Jets can move back into the second round and grab a guy like Bo Nix or um, hmm. Michael Penix. You think, you, you, you think they should? You think that should still well, be a priority? Why not? I, I would make that. Listen, second Wouldn't round. Wouldn't you bring in a vet to be your backup? Yes, but he can sit for a year or two and develop. See how that worked out for Jordan Love? Well, that yeah. All right. So second or third round. I don't think you need to move up, give up assets to move into the second round to get a guy, right? You think they're going to last the second round? Third round. No, I would say second round. I would try and move back into the second to get that. So you'd want to get somebody that you could bring in and then sit him? Yes, for you'd, two you'd years. No, no, no intent to play him. Well, Patrick Mahomes didn't play for one year, right? Carson, but Palmer he was the backup, play. though. Yeah, but that was that was that wasn't real. You know what I mean? He, but well, these are high. If Alex Smith got hurt. He was going to play. Yeah, but these are high first round draft. Picks. Can you really afford though to do something like that? You need to. You have if you have two years with Aaron Rodgers, What's don't you bo- have to have all picks that are for now? No, because you you got money to spend. Why can't next year be about that? Listen, every other pick going to be that. But if I can if I can find a guy that potentially can be my um, Dak Prescott. Or it can be my Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. a guy we find late, or my Brock Purdy. Then I'm doing that. If, if Brock we, Purdy was the last pick, no. But what I'm saying is, you have a you have a first round. You probably got a first round grade on Penix, but injuries and medical is going to pay a lot, so it's going to make him fall. Or I don't he, think oh, he's going to be a second round. I try. I think Penix will end up being a third when the medicals come out okay. on the fact that he's had knees, he's had ACLs on both the shoulder. Whatever happened in the in the champion, uh, I mean the uh, semifinal game, he was all banged up in that game. But I'm keeping my eye on or it. championship. Game. I'm, I'm keeping my eye on it, right? Because like also the, the Travis Johnson, I think kid from uh, Florida State. I'm keeping an eye on him because he's coming off. the He was also leg. hurt. Yeah, so right? if I can get him in third round, I'll take him in the third round. All right, well that's what but, I'm saying. But if I but if Penix is there, you got to make a decision because some people gonna jump you, especially if just say that, like if Atlanta don't do that, mm-hmm. right? What if Atlanta it. gets who they want in the first round and they say, hey, we'll get a young quarterback that we can develop. 
in the second round. Yeah, well, that that's the awareness of what's what's going on in the in the draft, and then yeah. you have to have that ability to see the team. What's what, a team that might need yeah. a what young a, quarterback yeah. that they'll sit? Because what, what an Seattle... injured guy is not coming in the play right away. Yeah, Penix, the kid from Florida State. Those guys, you're not, you know, aren't going to play. So, what teams would stash a quarterback that they could get with the idea that he'll be ready for us a year from now once he's in our system for a year? Yeah, I mean, right? you, so that's what I'm. That's what I'm concerned with. I'm concerned with like somebody coming up and stealing our guy because they may have two second round picks and may, they might not care, so they might overdraft him because he's there. Eight hundred now nine three seven seven six is the number. Okay, so that is Mel Kuyper's mock draft, the top ten. I gave you both the New York teams at number six and number ten. Coming up, of course, we have audio files to get to. Stay with us, Barton Hahn, ninety eight seven ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So who's pumped up for Knicks and Nets? Two teams get together tonight earlier this morning on DPH Road. Rothenberg, Rick and Dave took the temperature of the excitement level. Does this Knicks-Nets do anything for you? Like, is there No, any... I expect to win the game. No, 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 but I'm saying, like, is, is so three years ago, this would have been like, okay, big game, you know, make some noise. This is a, at least it's a game. I want to win it. The fact that it's Brooklyn means nothing for me. No, I don't think the, the whole Brooklyn thing means anything to me either. I just think it's a, you're playing a team that's struggling right now, so take care of business. Right, right, right. No, I agree with that's that. It. But I'm just saying, like, there's no extra no. juice. There's no, you're, you know, you're going down to Brooklyn and you can beat, I don't, I, and maybe there are some people that do. I don't care whatsoever. And that's brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Shout out Eric Sherman. He, cle- he cleared the sample with the Marvin Gaye family. Not like Robin Thick. You thief! This is such a good sample. Yeah. Like you don't even need to say anything Just over like it. music. Uh. Uh. Just like this roll. I don't even feel like talking right now. 800-919-3776. All right, so we'll we'll get your call stacked back, ready to go. Garrett Wilson joining us at 2 like he does every Tuesday. What did he see over the weekend? We'll hear Garrett Wilson, the NFL analyst, 
and see what he yeah, has to say. Yeah, I want to see say. what he had to say for himself. And you know, there, there's also a very important question to ask him, too. Is You ask Jake, you probably want to ask Garrett, how many? What? In a day. Do you think I wouldn't? Come I on, knew man. you Come would. On. Oh. I mean, you know that's coming. The people want to know. He like, hey, people want to know. He's like, man, I'm young, black, and rich, man. I don't do that no more, son. <laughs> <laughs> it might get that, but I ain't, it ain't my hand. I think man. young and rich is all you need to say there. <laughs> I think young and rich, you don't need to do that anymore is all you needed to say there. Uh, 800-919-3776. So your calls will have ready for you. But right now, Bart, time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in this segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio Files. All right, Audio Files begins with this question. Bill Belichick has interviewed twice, right, with the Atlanta Falcons? And that's it. And that's it. Adam Schefter, who was on Unsportsmanlike, which is the morning show on the National Network, Mm -hmm. uh, why hasn't he interviewed with any other teams, Shefty? You know, when you're hiring Bill Belichick, you're getting the greatest coach in league history, but you're also getting, okay, well, he wants his system and he wants his guys and he wants it his way. And that might not necessarily make everybody or that might not be as appealing to certain people in an organization as it would be others. So, you know, there are a lot of voices that have a say about whether an individual is hired. Would some of them feel threatened if Bill were in the building? Would some of them be as comfortable? Would some of them be welcome to all the changes that he would implement? These are questions that are going on. Which basically means there's a lot of organizations that aren't sure they want to, to take on everything that comes with Bill Belichick, don't right? Want, don't want to give him the keys to the, uh, right. to the car. Right. But would you? No. You wouldn't, huh? Like, listen, bro, like... You are not a good talent evaluator. We got a good talent evaluator here. We have a tremendous history. That you'd have to listen to. Yeah. Like you could say, oh, okay, he's the GM, but I'm going to get what I want. Yeah, we're not doing that. And yeah. listen, every coach goes in a honeymoon phase. Like when Rex came here, he, he was able to draft the players that he wanted. He had success. Right. And some of those players hit, some of them didn't. Right. Right? But um, Bill Belichick, you, you, you cast a big shadow. Yeah. Big shout out to people that saying like, well, what if he wants to bring in his guy, and he, or then they demote me, and they then you know they or they strip my strip me of my power. Mm-hmm. Listen, I've been working on this team and working on everything and college evaluating and scouting all year. He just gonna come in and, and, and say, no, I've been looking at these guys. No. Blow it up, right? So, how about how about uh, Jim Harbaugh? We we've heard uh, the Chargers, right? I believe Chargers in Atlanta. That's the only the, two teams. Atlanta did reach out. The Chargers might be looking well, for he's a going back second, to Atlanta twice. And a second interview with the Chargers, I thought. Yes, also, he's right? going out there. Yeah. Okay, so is there a timeline though? Remember, Harbaugh has that it's, bio. It's damn near spring ball. And right. So, what about that, Shefty? Well, he's he's supposed to meet this week with the Chargers and Falcons. Uh, I would think by the end of this week we'll have a little bit more clarity there to uh, what he's thinking, where he would like to go. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if there were a deal in place, you know, before the conference championship games. I think that's certainly plausible. But you have to see how the meetings and the week plays out here with him. All right, so a deal in place, and he said before the championship, that, that's this weekend. So maybe something happened, some action this weekend on that front. Meanwhile, you remember Rex Ryan hinted to us, and then he then he talked about it openly yesterday. That if Buffalo, he told us last week, if Buffalo lost, that maybe uh, Sean McDermott's job would be one of those that could be up for grabs. Yeah. And Sean McDermott right now still has the job as the Buffalo Bills head coach. This is him reflecting on another season that ended short of their goal. 
we were able to rally and get to where we got to this year was that winner's mindset. And that's what I want everybody to have. And that's what I want for everyone to feel what it does feel like to get to a Super Bowl again and win it. And that's the ultimate goal that I have. That's the ultimate goal of our staff, our organization, Terry and Kim. And I'm extremely proud of what we've accomplished, but not in any way satisfied or going to get complacent with where we're at. Every year you start over, and every year that that fire, I can tell you and promise you, that fire burns within me uh, as bright as it did the year before, if not more, more so. So, you know, we're disappointed, yes, but not broken. Terry and Kim are the Pagulas, of course, who own the franchise, and he made sure to reference them. Josh Allen doesn't want people to give up yet on his bills. You know, all signs are still pointing up with this team. It feels bleak, and there's probably going to be a lot of change, whether it's personnel, guys coming back, and that's all speculation. That's nothing that I know, nor can I focus on, to be honest. I just got to continue to keep working hard and, and bringing the guys that are here along and, and keep trying to mesh everybody together. And, you know, it takes an entire organization. It takes every single person <laughs> in this facility to win a Super Bowl. And obviously we haven't gotten it done yet, so yeah. some good long looks in the mirror and conversations with people that are in and outside the building just asking you know what can i do more what can i be better at and learning and growing from that and that's exactly what i plan on doing what are you what are you reacting to there yeah some personnel changes i can't control that uh negative 43 million dollars (laughs) and underneath the cat above yeah yeah they they got a negative 43 million to spend yeah first thing has to be done is he's got to rework his deal yeah how let you Von miller to davis white how let you buy like, you've been hurt the last two years. You ain't been the same player since we paid you the money. We'll holler at you. Yeah, there's going to be some guys going, sorry, big day, play gay. We can't we can't do it, man. We can't pay you that cheese on the taco. Yeah. There's going to be some changes. But let's see if these changes, like, you know, as you continue to look, guys like Michael Poirier, I mean, like Poirier and Hyde mm-hmm. continue to get older, man. Are you? Do you still believe in the Bills as a contender, or do you need to see this offseason before you make that assessment? Listen, they're always a contender for the division with the with the quarterback that they have. Mm-hmm. But I'm not taking them seriously um, to go ahead and, and be be something like Michael High is 33 years old. You know, we'll we'll see. He got a late start. He was a so he must have been a 23 year old rookie. Um, they're free and clear of him, but he's one of their best players. Like you know, what made them so great was the fact that they had players that were smart and had played together for a long time. You know what I mean? They brought Poirier back on a deal. Remember, Poirier was a free agent as mm-hmm. well. Poirier's 32. So, like, they have some true big decisions to make as far as uh, going which way. And sometimes when you say, hey, we, we got a high salary cap, you forget the value of these players within the locker room and what they stand for and all the other things that they make easy. You know, we're looking at Philadelphia potentially going to have to face replace Kelsey, maybe Fletcher Cox. I can see Fletcher Cox in a, in a Jets uniform so easy. It was rumored that he was going to potentially, you know, try Joe Douglas going to try to get him last year. Mm-hmm. I can see them getting a guy like Fletcher Cox to play opposite of Quentin Williams because, you know, at this point they can't afford to keep him in Philadelphia with Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter. Right. So, and, and Fletcher Cox at his age can give you low reps. He doesn't have to give you a ton of reps. Like, 30, like Give him 35 reps. Right, game, exactly. Oh. You're not going to get the same, but at least he could be an impactful player, which is something you're definitely looking forward to for the Jets. How much more can they add? But anyways, all right. Uh, moving into the NBA from last night, which was a very active – I mean, ex- there was a lot of news last night, and it includes Joel Embiid scoring 70 points in a win over the Spurs – against Victor Wembanyama, also, Bart, on the exact anniversary of Kobe Bryant's 81-point game, the same exact day 
I believe it was 13 years. Is it 13? Or yeah. It was something like he that. Should have went for, he should have went for 80. To the day. But, well, I mean, if, if he needed to, he might have been able to get there. So here, here's Embiid on the significance of scoring 70 on the anniversary of Kobe's 81. From the time I started playing, Kobe was my guy. Uh, he's the reason why I started playing basketball. And it's funny because on the same night you had 81 and you know, that was my favorite player. So when I started, I was the guys that I was looking up to and, you know, they, they were doing all this. 18 years, by the way. Amazing, right? 18 years. Monday marked the fourth day in NBA history that multiple players scored at least 60. And you have two players and what they were able to combine is just pretty amazing. Single-game scoring records for their respective teams, and that includes Carl Anthony Towns, who went for 62. So you have Embiid at 70, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns at 62, and that is the, you know, still, like you had yeah. David Thompson and, and George Gervin, you remember they were going for the Ice scoring Man. title yeah. back in 78. They combined for 60 points or more on the same day. Jerry West and Will Chamberlain back in 62 on the same date, and also, surprisingly, Will Chamberlain again, this time with yeah. Elgin Baylor, in 61 so those are this is what we're talking about like that's the kind of significance we're talking about problem is Embiid won Anthony Towns lost and scored 62 and caught him empty calories that's what it felt like and here's Minnesota's head coach Chris Finch his team was one of the best teams in the league I mean they are the top team in the west at home and they were rolling against the Charlotte Hornets lost the game as Carl Anthony Towns was 2-for-10 in the fourth quarter, took some terrible shots, and nobody played defense. And so the head coach on a night where you're trying to be celebrating franchise record night, oh, no, he was pissed. No, obviously, we're going to try to feed a hot hand, look for a hot hand, but at some point, we got to get back to making the right play. we got to get back to doing the right things. And um, like I said, there's a lot of ways to be immature. Um, and there was a lot of immature performances here throughout the – the roster we totally disrespected the game ourselves and we got exactly what we deserve so totally disrespected the game Carl Anthony Towns had 44 points at the half so you know guys were wondering can he do it and Anthony Edwards in his question with the reporter kind of admits that they were only focused on one thing obviously started on fire did you think that it turned the focus turned from winning the game to just trying to get him. him yeah for sure yeah, he hit his first six, seven shots. I think everybody was pretty much just trying to see him go get 100 points. I knew I was. So he admits that he was like, I want to see if he can get 100. That's the immaturity. And that's exactly what Finch was talking about. It was like too much focus on that instead of the job was to win the damn thing. And you lost at home. And so for a coach, that's a problem. All right, and that's Audio Files, 800 919 is the number. We'll get back to your calls and more, including later today, uh, Bart, Baseball Hall of Fame will announce this year's class. Barry Bonds. So we'll see. I mean, the, we'll see what happens, uh, what names are available right now and who should get in and all that other stuff. We'll discuss that and more with you. Garrett Wilson will join us in the 2 o'clock hour. It's Bart and Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Garrett Wilson joining us at 2. Ready, ready, ready. Daddy, daddy, Of course, calls and whatnot. So, Bart, later today, so during the K show, I guess, this will this will come out. So, it's um, today is when the, the Hall of Fame class uh, mm. for, for baseball mm. uh, will be announced. And, um, I mean, the names this year aren't like, you know, Todd Helton. 
right? Billy Wagner, Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield. You'll get uh, Adrian okay. Beltre, I think, is a first year. Joey Maurer. Well, Gary should get in. You, you think Sheffield is yeah, a – Yeah, Gary should get in. How about Andrew Jones? Wouldn't Andrew Jones be somebody that you would think – Belongs in the Hall of Fame? Is he is he a Hall of Fame has player? It, he had it, great numbers. Has it ever been a – see, but Gary Sheffield was like part would, of the culture. He was like like one of the most popular guys. He David Wright, perform. by the way, eligible. Mm. Beltron, Carlos, Carlos Beltron. Uh, I think maybe they hold against him what he did as a manager. Now, Alex Rodriguez, this will be year three for him. Well, Barry didn't get in. He's not getting in. Right. If Barry didn't get in, he's not getting in. I can't yeah. even recognize the Hall of Fame because if you don't have Barry, Barry, um, yeah. Barry Bonds Gary Sheffield, there. this is his tenth year. Damn, I need to call Gary. This is his final year that he can uh, be voted in. Oh, eight players have gotten in on, on the, the final team. year. I hate these uh, but, reporters, man. How they try and make people wait like they think they're the stewards of the other 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 game and in the, well, the, the yeah. writing of the game. They're not. It's Tim, Tim Raines had to wait ten years. Ralph Kiner had to wait ten years. It's stupid, man. Jim Rice. Jim Rice had to wait ten years. No, final year on the ballot. It couldn't have been ten years for Jim Rice. It's crazy, man. Like these reporters and the power that we give them. They only have power because we give it to them. Should take it away. But you didn't give it to them. Baseball Hall of Fame gave it to them. That's what I'm talking about. But it's the Hall of Fame. It's it's not it's not Major League Baseball. It's the Baseball Hall of Fame. Right, so you aren't giving them power. The Baseball Hall of Fame is the one that is deciding who who does the voting, and it's always been the baseball writers that have done this. Yeah, they have. It's no, always been. They, they have no prejudice or biases. Well, they or, do, or, 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 which or, is why or, you get a situation where access to one person doesn't vote because I don't want you to have the perfect vote, which is what made again the Mariano Rivera thing so amazing. Um, but still, Andrew Jones. Ten-time Gold Glove, five-time All-Star, right? Four hundred career home runs. One of six, seven center fielders to do it. How many got in? And last the other year? ones are like Willie Mays, Ken Griffey, Mickey Mantle, and Beltron, Duke Snyder. I mean, you're talking about these are legend. Now Beltron is another interesting one. You know, yeah, he's undoubtedly was a was a great player. Mm. Like basketball Hall of Fame is the easiest to get in because it's just about the game. Yeah, and your college career can yeah, help you do saying. it that's too. What I'm saying. You know, like it could be, yeah, that, that that can work to your advantage. This is, I know, I I got to be honest with you. When it comes to the Baseball Hall of Fame, I don't know, like, because because of the era we're talking about, that you wonder will this be held against him? Will that be held against him? Guys that you just mentioned, Gary Sheffield's never been alleged to uh, um, taking the sauce, is he? Again, everybody kind of like is side eyeing so many of these guys. So but, but, but watch Big Pop. Didn't Big Poppy get in? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, right. they like nobody thought he took the sauce hanging next to Manny Ramirez. Manny Manny Ramirez. Yeah, yeah. Ramirez, who, yeah. who by the way is I think he's he's in his eighth year. So it's hard to believe. I mean, all the Jake, things. I can't his say numbers, those Spanish names, man. Ramirez. I don't know how to roll my arms. I don't know how to roll my arms. It's not Ramirez. It was like Ramirez. I don't know if he was going Rivera or Ramirez. <laughs> <laughs> all over the map. You say it, Jake. I mean, I'm half Dominican. It's easy. So go ahead. So give it to me like how a Dominican would say it. Well, many Ramirez. So does that mean you know how to make coquito? <laughs> That's Puerto Rican. Then no, I don't. 
I thought everybody. We had somebody made, bring us coquito. I thought, I thought one everybody day. makes coquito. I mean, they, everybody has their different rendition. Yeah, I'm saying you ain't got no coquito recipe. No, I'm not that guy. I'm not okay. that guy. Jeez, you just a ramen noodle. 800-919-3776. Philip in Brooklyn wants to talk Giants. Philip. Hey, hey, Barton Hahn, thanks for taking my call, man. You yeah. guys have a great show. Man, I like you guys together. Appreciate uh, it. Quick, quickly, help, help me figure this out. Big-time Giants fan, long-time Giants fan. What identity does this team want to have? Um, Old-school Giants were always, you know, lunch pail, offensive line, defensive line, linebackers, run the football, you know, move the change. This year three coming up with this GM, this coach, and this quarterback, what do you guys need to see in order to say, okay, we're going to stick with this coach and this GM because we all, we all know that the quarterback is, is, is like on the hot seat. What, what, what do you need to see to, to say that we're going to continue in this direction? Because this is going to be year three. Saquon, are they going to keep him? They're going to franchise him? They're going to let him walk? What do you guys need to see? Because I because, because I don't know what the identity of this team is anymore. I, I need I need to see uh, explosive offense, an offense. I want to see an offense like the like the Lions' offense, an offense that can grind it out, that can run in between the tackles, that can close games out. And I also need to see a, a team that can you know throw the ball over the top and, and get those one one play scores right. And that's why I think the Malik Neighbors guy would be a tremendous thing, even though I know they need offensive line help, but I think they. They should be at the point where they're not taking chances on drafting and developing. They need to go out and spend some real hard-earned cash on some already proven commodities, and, and, and let's see them like take advantage of where this 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 division is. I just need I mean, to see them. Dallas all... is in flux. Yeah, like they could be losing their defensive coordinator, who was a main part of their identity. Philadelphia is going through a little something right now. Transition. Yeah, yep. like you know, like Sirianni's. You know, sitting there like, man, I'm just grateful to have a job. But, By the way, you know, Dallas, everybody else around. Them. You see all the drama there. I haven't heard. I heard of some infighting, but uh, I haven't. CD heard. Lamb's mom saying oh. that he should be out of there. Oh, uh, Dak's not it. Oh, D- D- Tad Prescott jumping in, get, going after Cowboys fans and saying you don't deserve him. He should play somewhere else. Ah, and then Micah Parsons' brother or somebody saying that Ta- uh, Dak should take less. On a new extension to save that. money for everybody else, and then Micah's um, Parsons like uh, whatever he says is his opinion, and it does not reflect what I feel. No, that's it. That's it on the podcast. Like, like, like the only yeah, but the only one missing now is is, is Stephen Jones going to say anything? You know, like you know, the old man won't let me run things my way, or like something like that. But it's amazing the drama already happening CD, there. My CD Mama came yeah, out. Yeah, she did. She went after everybody. You can't say that about nobody, Mama. No. But then Tag coming out. Yeah, fair, Tag, fair point. I told Tag. I told you he wasn't it to begin with. Yeah. I told you he good. He not great. But but it just shows you like this. There's a little bit of of drama Infine. going on there. Finger point. The Eagles are going through a transition to a next generation of players. The, the, the commanders are getting a new head coach. And are the Giants going to show you some stability and reflect the team that was two years ago that when it was healthy versus whatever we saw last year where the health was a major issue? So, you know, the NFC East, very interesting. But the draft certainly will let you know what direction everybody's going in as well. All right, Garrett Wilson going to join us here in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us. But if you've been watching the NFL playoffs from the sidelines, there's still time to get in the game with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers bet this Sunday's conference championship games with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to pick up a dub. You can just go money line. You can pick spreads. There's props in there as well. So go to FanDuel right now. Get started with $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. 
when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Allen to join today. That's FanDuel.com slash Allen. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older, physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call one 877 or text OPENY-467-369. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Big night in the NBA last night with Joel Embiid going for 70. Carl Anthony Towns scoring 62. Now, Towns is a name that gets associated with the Knicks in terms of trade rumors plenty of times. But earlier this morning on DPH on Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said they're not really big fans of a move like that. Carl Anthony Towns' name always gets brought up. I don't know if he's a winning player, man. I don't. Uh, I agree with that. Like, I don't know if he fits with what the Knicks currently are. He like, there are certain though. players, like, we keep talking about how, how the job that Leon Rose is doing, finally, where it's like him and Tibbs are in lockstep. Like, the fact that you get OG and you bring him here and he instantly fits. There was no, hey, how's this going to work? Steps in, immediate impact. Right. Works right away. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew because when it's game time, it is Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blend and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.